0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA+, community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: It is Saturday Magazine with Macca and Paul. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. What was that, Macca? Have you... Have you um, a of... having a, a, a health episode a, yourself. A, a, re, a re... <laughs> A reflux, totally unintended. (laughs) Who's our next guest? Declan Brennan is our next guest. And Declan's uh, been on the show quite a bit because he's always got some interesting stuff to say and he writes, you know, some really uh, good pieces. He's written a piece for the National Indigenous Times. On the coronial inquest into the 1987 deaths of Indigenous cousins, Mona Lisa Smith and Jacinta Cindy Smith. And can I just say for people... Little trigger warning, if this subject uh, is distressing to you, please don't feel you have to listen. There's lots of support out there. Uh, You can see on the Joy website where that is available. Good morning, Declan.
2: Hey, Good morning. Thank you so much for having me back.
1: It's a pleasure. So, tell us about this this story. Tell us about this tragedy, but tell us about this story.
2: Yeah, I'll just give... um, You mentioned the trigger warning. Um, I'll also just say this does mention the names of Indigenous people who have died. Yes. So... um, just be aware of that if anybody is listening. Um, and yeah, there is a couple of uh, big trigger warnings in, this, in the story. Um, so these two young girls who were cousins, described as sis- like sisters, um, Mona Lisa and Jacin- Jacinta Cindy Smith, <laughs> sorry, um, they died in a car crash in 1987 outside Burke in New South Wales. They were being driven. Also, the owner of the car was a gentleman by name, Ian Alexander Grant. And in the aftermath of the crash, one of the girls, Cindy's body was I'd likely identified to have been interfered with. Mm-hmm. There was a, a really... The coronial inquest has cover, uncovered a lot of what would be described as a flawed investigation. A lot of uh, evidence has been misplaced, mishandled. And in 1990, there was a criminal trial, which was only for a driving offence. So the uh, charge of interfering with the corpse was dropped on the eve of the trial. And uh, Ian Alexander Grant was uh, found not guilty by a completely non-Indigenous jury. Um, And he passed away a few years ago. And so then there was no coronial inquest after that until this year. Oh, sorry, late last year. Um, so it's it's been, without speaking for anybody, 36 years without really any, any, not so much justice, but any real sort of coverage of the story. There's been a few articles here and there, but we've seen uh, multiple times from the New South Wales uh, former police commissioner not wanting to reopen the case, not wanting to investigate it through a coronial inquest, um and we've seen sort of a a consistent pushback narrative I suppose of not really wanting to give justice to these two girls and, and the wider sort of uh indigenous community in Burke
0: mm. so I like mean it's, Ma- it, Sorry, Mac- no, it's it. a question
2: yeah. I'm decking we love the work that you do
0: what made you pick this up as a, a topic as a as a journalist as a writer what what, what what was your
2: rationale for, for picking up on this story? I was really fortunate that somebody contacted me and mentioned it. I, I'd, I'd heard of it in a periphery peripheral sense, but somebody contacted me actually and and, and gave me some information on it. Um, I don't want to say it, it, it stood out for me because that probably sounds like it's glorifying it, but it, I, I did think it was really important to be covered. Um, a couple of other news agencies have covered it. I know the Australians actually put a lot of effort into covering it, which is, which is great. Um, I know the ABC have covered it as well. Um, but we live in a country where I I can't imagine that a 15 and a 16 year old girl who weren't Indigenous would have to wait 36 years for a yeah. coronial inquest if they had died. That would be my my thoughts on the matter and where I sort of thought that needed to be more covered, I, I think. And and obviously there's a there's a myriad of other reasons, but yeah, that that stood out as a. a, a how, how that could how that could happen is is beyond my understanding it does you know it does say
1: that despite the elapse of all this time we're still no no closer to an answer but the reality you know for the family of these girls the community of these girls um, how do you get closure almost forty years on you can't like it's yeah,
2: I think once again, without speaking for people, there is a, a, a an importance of being able to tell a story. And I know the parents of both girls have been able to give their um, mm. their statement in court. Um, but the situation, I think, is more been or the coronial inquest. My apologies. Is a is has been as much to an understanding of what role systemic racism played in the investigation, and as much so, I think, like not outgoing racism or not so much dropping the n-word or or hating people of certain color but subconsciously for example the 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 parents girls were never interviewed so the parents of the two girls were never interviewed after the, the accident they were one of them had to be told by a family member that their daughter had died they were never told by the police they both said they never were talked to by the police in the entire history of uh, this So those things, uh, one of the daughters couldn't drive a manual vehicle, but Ian Alexander Grant said she was driving at the time and they never once went and asked the parents how, if she could drive or not. They, yeah. These things are, you know. So,
0: so Mackie, you, you talk about um, no justice 36 years on. Um, but, you know, I'm saddened to say, but I think there are so many lessons that this case... Um, could teach us, you know, to change the way things are still done today. And, you know, you don't have to look a million miles away to some of the recent things that have happened um, in parts of our country that, you know, say that these incidents are not managed in the same way in all states. And if these um, poor, unfortunate girls had been white and in a different state, the police actions would have been different. And I think oh, been Declan- white anyway. Um, well, like, sorry, in a different state. I mean, so, so, so I think Declan, what you're doing is highlighting the need for change. And you know, I think the coronial inquest has got to answer them with those questions because those answers are still relevant today.
2: Yeah, I think definitely highlighting need for change and highlighting. I think um, most importantly family members' stories of their of their two of their two daughters and, uh, and a wider community because too often, I think, in these cases we also forget that they aren't two girls. It's Mona Lisa and Jacinta. Yes. And they have names and they're children. And they were people. And they were and people yeah. who died and they died in horrific circumstances. And without going into details, listening to the two uh, medical experts the way that they died and the evidence that was presented is is appalling. And then the actions that happened to one of them afterwards is also appalling. And that enough should be disgusting before an investigation that, for example, the motor vehicle was just left at a random cotton gin outside of town. There was no, it was just left in the open. That was the main part of evidence was just, just left there. We had detectives who came in who were part of, you know, I'm not for one second criticising the, the entirety of the New South Wales Police Force because they were, Detective during this coronial investigation who came in and couldn't believe that this was the way it had been investigated. They had come in later in the investigation and were shocked that there was just a motor vehicle just sitting there, unlocked. In you know, as one piece of the, the crash site yeah. wasn't marked. You know, things like that. Like it, 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 it points to a wider picture, but it has to come back every single time that it was a wider picture where two girls died and they weren't given the full value of an investigation that perhaps other people would be given
1: yeah, it's about the dignity the dignity that the justice system is supposed to provide to people um and in this case there was no dignity because the system at the time and and some of the investigation at the time decided no we would nothing to see here nothing to see here we just oh it doesn't really matter
2: Yeah, I think I've been fortunate to be on your guys' show a few times and everything, for me, is about amplifying voices that perhaps aren't Mm. always heard, whether it is I I came and was lucky enough to talk to you guys about the injecting room and things like that, and and, and it's about Mm. amplifying voices that I don't think are always heard. And I think in Australia and in a lot of other countries, we see a, a demographic of people whose voices are consistently relegated to stereotypes or consistently relegated to um, offhanded comments rather than actually giving people names and saying this is what happened. And even stories that we read are horrific, it's it's just a monolith of people. Yeah. Oh, it's Indigenous people. And it's like, well, no, these are... These are they're people. Yeah, they're, they're people and every single person is the same. Every life lost is the same. But for some reason we seem to relegate them mm. into different... Points. And that, that for me, was going back to the point what drew you to it. I couldn't understand that two girls who were not adults could be treated this way yeah. by not just the justice system, but I think the wider community. Mm. Mm. The system failed them completely. Yeah, yeah, I think. And and we're only a good enough society to look after when we are looking after everybody equally. And the the lowest members of society, I mean that whether it's poor, whether I, whether it's class, whether it's anything – they have to be treated the same as the highest members of society. They do. And that, that's, I think, a, a measure of how a society should be treated.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, Jacqueline, we're out of time. I do thank you for coming in again, and uh, we're going to have you back again on something else soon, I am sure.
0: Uh Thank- and, and yeah, thank you. You I don't know, every time you come into these studios, yeah, yeah. you know, you you twinge the heartstrings and you prick our consciousness um, with the great work that you do to shine a light on stuff that you know people don't always want to to look at. So, mm. thank you for your work, Declan. Um, thank you. It's it's yeah,
1: it's important.
0: It's very important.
1: Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Cheers. Well, thank you. <laughs> cheers. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. Macron and Paul, stay with us.
0: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media
2: organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.